Hey, I'm Fergus. I'm Azeem. And you are now in boss mode. We've got a lot to talk about again. I say that every time, but yeah. we do. We I do. mean, to be honest, um, we've been away for a little bit, haven't we? A little bit. Um, and since then, a lot's happened. A lot has happened. E3 happened. E3 happened. Let's talk about E3. What do you think overall of E3 this year? It was, it was pretty crap. How do you mean? To be honest, I agree. I, but how do you mean? <laughs> there was two things that got me really excited. Two games, but they didn't like. For one of them, all it was was just. A, a, a reveal that hey we're working on it that's it yeah. um, and the other one was um, I do want to move on to Nintendo later but it was Mario Odyssey okay. which actually looks really really good um, does it yeah it does and it's, it's actually picked up a bunch of awards for like you know the best game at E3 um, so I, I don't know but apart from that nothing really I watched the whole I watched at least the Playstation conference and even after the PlayStation conference, I didn't take much away from it. But the PlayStation conference was particularly arduous. There were so many trailers and so little... But they did this last year. Yeah. This is, this is the, the, the format they introduced last year. Last year worked really well. Everyone was amazed by how they, they cut all the crap out of it and just showed people trailers. Trailer after trailer after trailer. Yeah, but... That, well, okay, there are two things. Yeah, maybe it, the, the novelty wore off yeah. the second year in a row that they did that because remember they're going, hey, people loved it. But but also, there weren't that many truly big, exciting announcements like there were last year. Yeah. Um, there were, There's a lot of DLC for PlayStation this yeah. year. Yeah. There's a lot of remixes. Skyrim VR. Is, is Skyrim's going to come to everything eventually. Yeah. You're going to be able to play it on your fridge soon. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm sure. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gutted that Fallout 4 is coming to VR, but only on Microsoft platforms. Presumably because that's the only thing that can handle it. No, I think I think PlayStation could probably handle it. Maybe, maybe they'll do that down the line. I'd like that. What, are they doing Skyrim VR for PlayStation? Yeah, exclusives. So eventually, I'm, I'm pretty sure Fallout's eventually going to come on there. All right. All right. I'm fine with that then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we saw stuff like, like, we've seen all these games before. Even Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Which, which to be honest, looked pretty cool. Yeah. But it was, it was just a remaster. Yeah. Was yeah not, it's, it's, not, it's not a remaster quite. Like they, they, it looks like they're putting quite a bit of work into completely redoing everything. But Shadow of the Colossus had a lot of... Uh, it was quite overwhelming as a game, even when it was just using simple mm. PS2 polygons. Was it PS2? PS1? PS2. PS2. It was PS2. Okay, yeah. good. But, you know, if they get that sense of enormousness, that'd be great. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. What Did, did anything spring out for you about the PlayStation stuff? More Days Gone footage, I like that. Yeah, that looked... And it's looking like more than just zombies, which is good, to be honest. I'm getting bored of just zombies now. <laughs> Um, I liked the whole uh, str- how they he used zombies to take out the uh, the other I don't know what they are the bums Let's call them bandits okay bandits <laughs> better than bums 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 is fine probably <laughs> as well they, they seem a little too organised to be bums but if that's a staple part of the game as in if, if there's lots and lots of set pieces and every single set yeah. piece has a method where you can use zombies against them or something like that that's an interesting mechanic and we'll see if it plays out in an interesting way because it can yeah. become quite 
repetitive I don't know if it's a strategy game like yeah a short term strategy game yes it looks nice though uh, yeah it looks pretty good and the bear at the end was pretty cool mm-hmm. but yeah Days Gone was cool uh, Spider-Man looks pretty good I'm pretty excited about that you were excited about it when it came out at E3 2016 as well yeah I was <laughs> and I'm even more excited about it because the actual traversal method looks pretty good the physics look on point mm. um the combat looks a bit, mm, I'm not too sure, okay. but I feel like the, the the way you get around is the most important thing about that game, and sure. hopefully they've nailed that. They just need to play Spider-Man 2 again, and and they'll know how to do it, so hopefully they just took that and improved on it, even so. though it's like a really, really old game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apart from that, I don't know if PlayStation had anything else too amazing. Not that I can think of. Was it Monster Hunter? Monster Hunter? Yeah. Monster Hunter World, is it called? Yeah. Um, Which looks like it's being tailored more for Western audiences. Yeah. Because it's massive. Monster Hunter is massive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What about... um, Is Beyond Good and Evil all platforms or just PlayStation? It's Ubisoft, so I'm sure it's all platforms. Oh, yeah, of course. They're not going to do... They don't generally do the exclusive stuff. Um, That was an announcement made at E3, wasn't it? That the guy that... One of the heads at Ubisoft has said, we are going to slow down production on games now. We're going to concentrate on releasing one great game when we're ready to, as opposed to loads of okay games. Yeah, but Ubisoft always say, like, always claim, like, even with Assassin's Creed, they were like, oh yeah, we're going to take a year off. Um, But I feel like that was just a strategical thing. I feel like they could have released a game Mm -hmm. in a year, and it would have been the same game. Yeah. But they thought, oh, then the hype train go oh, okay. a bit longer but yeah. I don't know that's speculation so you're talking about Origins the new one from Egypt, yeah. Three, yeah. yeah yeah which is set in Egypt yeah is it Egypt yeah before notably tall buildings were around I mean they had yeah. some pretty tall buildings in the pyramids but apart from that yeah, you can't dive off the top of the pyramids no, that would be horribly painful and I yeah so not much parkour in Assassin's Creed Origins apparently well, uh, so <laughs> what, then what is the game about quite just running around on the ground, I guess. <laughs> Wearing a hood. A couple of expansions for PlayStation games, Horizon Zero Dawn's Frozen yeah. Wilds, but that was, of course that was going to happen, and actually the, they've said a lot about it without actually saying much at all. You know, it's, it's, it's what everyone expected. Yeah. An expansion with a slightly different weather pattern. Sounds oh, like um, I read something today about how... Uh... The Crash Bandicoot re-release hmm. has outsold Horizon Zero Dawn. Wow! Yeah, right. I was very shocked with that. Yeah, um, the insane trilogy. Yeah, the insane. You can't buy it anywhere. I looked online, and you, there's no way you can buy it from. Although I was never a big Crash fan. Mm, it was one of my first platform games, but uh, yeah, it's samey, and yeah. it wasn't great. Okay, fair enough. It's not Patch on Mario or, or, or Sonic. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. From the PlayStation conference, I'm forgetting one big title, was God of War. Oh yeah, right. That's, that's not saying. Yeah, Which I'm right. pretty excited about. I mean, I, I was a massive fan of the original trilogy. Um, then there, there was a couple of spin-offs, a couple of PS Vita games, um, which were okay. Mm. And then they, they released another one on PlayStation 3, I think, which I never played. I skipped, I just completely skipped it. But I like that they've kind of switched it up. It's, it's still God of War. It's clearly God of War. Seems but, to be more of a story to it. 
though I feel like the story is like along the same vibe. Okay. Um, well, it depends how much story there's going to be in it. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, because God of War kind of had a very basic story, and this also does look like it's got a pretty basic story. But with God of War, you'd have like a tiny bit of story, mm. and then you just go through a whole level of yeah. slashing and killing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Then end with a set, you know, a quick time event. Um, so it might be the same as that. I don't know, but I do like that they they've switched up the combat, made the combat a bit look a bit more interesting, which just made it different, I guess. Mm. Uh, you know, change the formula a bit. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about making it third, you know, third person. Sure. It was third person before, but, but it was little bright. Yeah, it was exactly. Guy. Yeah, um, and yeah, is there I a mean, name for that? I think just God of War. No, no. Uh, is there a name for the type of game where it is third person, but it's quite a small? Oh, and then uh, generally those are like fixed camera games. Okay. So where the camera is in fixed places throughout the level. Oh, okay. So, so I mean more like the Devil May Cry games, say where it's not like over the shoulder third person. It's like wide shot third person. Maybe I would still call that fixed camera. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think. And then there was some Call of Duty stuff. Call of Duty. You're going back to World War Two. Yeah. Um, but so I mean, Battlefield are releasing a, an expansion. That was an announcement for PlayStation as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. More of the same. More of the same stuff. That said, it's been a good few years for PlayStation, so. They're just mm. rest, not even resting on those levels, just expanding what they've been working on. How, how, how have you been using PSVR? Yeah, 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 quite a lot. Uh, Drive Club VR yeah. is very good. The fidelity of the graphics isn't is not great on Drive Club. There is there is for the sacrifices you make in graphics, it it, it, it does the, the the gameplay is awesome. And yeah, you're sat in a car. It's great. Uh, and I've been playing a lot of Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes just because it's, um, it's so much fun. It gets so, so hectic. And you don't expect it to because we're, we're, the game is clever. It makes you genius level at the early levels really quickly. Yeah. So like stages, the first few bombs we can just smack, like so easy to do now because we yeah. know exactly how to do them. We know how to communicate the information but if we come across a part of a bomb that we've only played like once through or no times through before, then uh, oh, it's just pure meltdown. It's panic. Uh, and that's great. That's great. That game is still doing that to us. Well, I, I don't know whether to buy a move now because I, I got rid of my HTC Vive just because of right. space. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I was considering getting PSVR at least. Um, Although it's coming out on the Switch as well, and I don't want to buy it for the third time, fourth time <laughs> even. I think I've got it for PlayStation Three or something. Um, well, I mean, if you obviously there is a there is a cost factor yeah. in buying all these things, but if 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 the cost isn't a massive factor, then um, then think about it this way: you own a Switch and a PlayStation, mm. and and so the VR is. Is a, is a separate game system like PSVR is a separate game system to Switch VR yeah. do you know what I mean so, so I don't think it's how does the Switch have the processing power for VR it doesn't it doesn't it's not VR but you just said they're bringing no no no, no, no. Uh, what I meant is coming out for the Switch so basically my conundrum is that do I want to sit outside and play it 
or do I want to stand up and play it? I see, you're talking specifically about Skyrim. Yeah. Generally. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, that's what the first thing you said. Skyrim on the GBR, it's going to be... That's, that is amazing. Yeah. How many times have you bought it already? Just once. Twice. Twice. I bought it twice. Right. Three times, actually. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, twice for PC. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. The second time I got it for £2.50. Okay. So I saved it, thinking I'd gift it to someone. Mm-hmm. But nobody has a PC. So. <laughs> and everyone who does have a PC has Skyrim. So <laughs> I have no one to gift it to. Sure. Um, and then I think I had it for PS3 as well. Okay. But I, I don't know where it is. I haven't seen the PS4 version, the remaster yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, sorry, I've seen it. I just haven't played it. Um, yeah, it looks okay. It's, it doesn't, you know, the PS4 remaster did not look amazing to me. I think I'd already seen it on PC. Yeah. Which already looked pretty looking good. Um, but yeah. I reckon, well, it would be interesting. The VR version, I imagine, will have PS3 standard graphics. Yeah. Um, but the Switch version, that kind of depends on how good you are with just playing Skyrim for like a few minutes at a time. Yeah, that's true. I, you know what? I, the thing is, if I get, I, I don't actually travel that much anymore. So there's not really <laughs> right. much point. Right. Um, so I'll, I'll probably get the VR version. If it's if it's not sickening, mm. uh, it would be an excellent thing to get PSVR for. Because at the moment, yeah, there's still there's still a lot of great tech demos. They just bought out Farpoint, which okay. disappointed everyone a little bit because it turned out it, it is basically an on rails shooter. Yeah, um, I think the trailer didn't make it clear that it was going to be on rails. PS the PSVR Worlds is still uh, worth getting. Um, that's got some great stuff in it. The heist particularly is good fun yeah but it's all you know 15 minute stuff yeah fair enough should we uh, move on to yeah, yeah. Ubisoft I guess okay, yeah um, Far Cry 5 do we care not at all not even a tiny bit and actually that, that game I watched the whole trailer because I thought should I care and, and the trailer made me decide not to care at all about it okay what is what is Far Cry about the series What's the point of the series? What is the coherent... What is the glue that holds Far Cry all four... Okay, games, so... Five games together? One was just action, I feel. Yeah. It was just an action game. Mm-hmm. Two, it was the same kind of action game. There wasn't too much story to it. And right. then but three... But there was sniping and, and bandit campery. Yeah, and yeah. Like that. That, all that stuff existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there wasn't like... A, the story wasn't like a, a focal point of the game. It mm-hmm. was just kind of... You know, a kind of open world, do your own thing. And you were very much playing a soldier in it. Yeah. A, a mercenary. Yeah. But three completely changed that. Yeah, three changed that. Um, they put a lot more focus on the story because, well, I don't know if they intentionally did it, to be honest. They didn't realise how much of a success their villain would be. Um, was that three? Yeah, that was okay. three. The insanity dude. Right. Um, and then ever since then, they've just been like four and I think five now, they're just trying to recycle that. They're like, oh, everyone loved this one. I see. Let's do it again. They think the thing people loved was the the bad guy. Yeah. Having a flamboyant bad guy. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make... I mean, at the very least, three and four were set in tropical climates. And five were set in the south and 
the deep south of the United States. Yeah. It might bump into some Resident Evil characters. <laughs> Maybe that's it. It's a crossover. <laughs> Finally. Um, yeah, so no. Mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2? That looks great. I don't really know what to think. It looks like a Luke Besson cartoon, the trailer. I have to be honest. I know nothing about Beyond Good and Evil. Okay. I mean, neither really. It's, it's, it's what I just said. It is very kind of fifth elementy, kind of quite humans and aliens living together or enhanced animals living together in a beautiful but dystopian future that borrows a lot from Blade Runner and the fifth element okay but I can't tell you what the gameplay is going to be like for this one at all because the, the, again the trailer made me wonder if any of it was reflective of what the gameplay is going to be like and if so is it going to be a platformer it could almost be RPG Light RPG, that's my fave. So you know, I'll be fine with that. <laughs> but yeah, um, it looks great, but I can't tell you what the gameplay is going to be like for this one at all. Because the, the again, the trailer made me wonder if any of it was reflective of what the gameplay is going to be like. And if so, is it going to be a platformer? It could almost be RPG, light RPG. That's my fave. So, you know, I'll be fine with that. <laughs> yeah, um, it looks great. Um, I think I'll probably look into it. I, yeah. I just know nothing about the series. Mm. Um, I've I never played the first one. I don't, I don't even recall it, like, seeing a video or anything about it. Right. There was... I don't know whether to put this in the Nintendo section or, or, or the Ubisoft section, but they're doing a Mario crossover with the Rabbids. Right, yeah. Which is a rip-off are. of XCOM. Right. What? How? Yeah, it's an XCOM game. Hmm? Yeah, it's basically that. How? <laughs> but it's got Mario and Rabbids in it. I, I saw Mario and Rabbids. That's such a weird, weird crossover. Yeah. Like, Mario's always had all these crazy spin-off games. It was, and Some of them have been brilliant. Like, uh, Superstar Strikers. It's amazing. I've even enjoyed like Mario Tennis and stuff like that. And but some of them have sucked, like mm. Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Those were terrible. They just I don't know. So I'm I, I'm I don't know where to stand on this really. Yeah. Um, although bringing up XCOM, I don't know which conference it was in. They they're releasing a new expansion. For oh, nice. XCOM two. Okay. Uh, and they're saying it's going to be almost as big as the main game. They were thinking of releasing it as XCOM three, but instead they're doing an expansion. I'm super hyped about that. Because XCOM 2 was brilliant. Okay. Um, I haven't played any of the DLC, but the main game was really, really good. Apart from the ending, it was a bit funny. Um, Maybe the DLC... Yeah. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about XCOM 2. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's great. Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay, let's move on to the next conference. <laughs> Can we, is this... Is it next? What, what is next? Nintendo? I guess Nintendo, yeah. Let's talk about Nintendo. But first, let me just tell you what I've been playing a little bit. Just, yeah. just, just, just very briefly. Yeah. Um, I've gone back to The Witcher. Cool. Uh, um, just because I wanted to do it properly, I suddenly realised, you know, I haven't done it properly. I want to get onto Blood and Wine, but to get there, you've got to play it quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's brilliant. It is. It's brilliant. To, uh, the computerised nudity and sex scenes is weird. 
Um, and I can, that's fine. Because it actually turns you on. <laughs> really deeply, deeply erotic stuff. Um, pixelated boobies. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's creepy as hell. But that said, I have really enjoyed playing a wholly different character to the one I played before on my first playthrough. This one is a, a devious son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's just nasty all the time. So I just, I, I actually uh, kind of built a new computer. I was sitting over there, it's a little tiny one. Uh, oh, wow. Remember I had a big tower? Yeah. I crammed it all down into that. But it's actually more powerful than the tower. It's, it's got a, a new graphics card in it. It's a 1080 Ti. Okay. And apparently I can play Witcher at 4K 60fps. I suppose. So I think I might be jumping back into which I would, I would, that. I would, dude. The, the, you told me about it. The, the, it was the Baron, the bloody Baron's yeah. story and how that plays out and how it ends. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, there's so much stuff like that. Yeah. So many. Do you remember a mission called The Last Wish? It's where Yennefer... Yeah, that's a throwback to, to the, the first uh, Witcher novel is called The yeah. Last Wish. Yeah. 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 Was that was the first long form story? Because The Witcher mostly is like short stories. Have you been reading them? I've read the first one, which I love. Uh, then I think I I got through the second one, and then I just got lost on the third one. I felt like are, I missed something. A lot of them are quite disjointed short stories and things like that. Yeah. So you don't necessarily. Not well, necessarily well, by the third them. one, it wasn't short stories anymore. Okay. It felt like you know an epic oh, right. by then, uh, because that's when Siri was. In, got involved into all of it. Um, the one, that is the weird thing about the game, The Witcher 3. Um, it's, it's built so much like a sequel, but it's clearly loads and loads of people playing Witcher for the first time will be playing Wild Hunt, Witcher 3. Yeah. So the reason it feels like a sequel is you know everyone in it. Like you meet 70 or 80 characters and for every single character there is backstory, which makes it both, oh cool, this is a world that's been lived in, the game should supply some key characters who you don't already know or don't already have beef with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, here's a new character that you can play with. Not, not he meets someone immediately goes, oh, God, I beat this guy up once. Oh, God, <laughs> I, I was a traitor to this woman. Or, oh, God, I slept with her 15 years ago. You know, like, it's, it's cool <laughs> to have someone new in the game. But apart from that, it's, it's, it's seamless. It's so, so good. Mm. And I still haven't got to Blood and Wine. Yeah, but I... Blood and Wine is so good as well. I did complete the mission Collector More, as I've got all the Gwent cards in the... Uh, oh, the wow. Yeah, and it turns out, you know, you go kind of Northern Realms is easily the best deck, and it remains the best deck. It doesn't. There's, there's really clever... It's just different tactics, depending on which deck you're using. But I felt with, with, with Gwent, um, no matter what difficulty you played at, the first, when you're first trying to start collecting the cards, you just get your ass handed to you. Mm. Like, but then after you hit a draw. certain point when your deck is stacked yeah. you go in and you can just hammer anyone with with a lot of the innkeepers and, and birches and randoms but the, the kind of Gwent tournament even the Gwent tournaments well. weren't too much of a challenge in, I found Skelliger the ones in Skelliger quite hard but no you're right you are there's a wall the, there's a tournament there. in Skelliger no uh, kind of you go around the playing okay, people, okay. And, but it's a specific Gwent mission Right. Rather than just random innkeeps and people. There is this mission where you go to an island and there's a giant in Skellige. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was my favourite favorite quest in the entire game. Okay. I loved like 
seeing the giant moving around and you're mm-hmm. kind of like skulking about you're like holy crap this thing could kill me mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. and yeah they're one hit aren't they I remember, well no maybe in early levels because I got sm- squashed by a giant yeah but that, that I, I don't know I just love no, that I know what you mean the, the writing is really good the randomness of it mm-hmm. like you, every time you accept a contract or any second request even you, you, you you're never sure how it's gonna where it's gonna go it's not always gonna be you in a, <clears throat> an arena fighting a monster mm-hmm. it's it's more often than not there's there's like a human element to the story that's kind of twisted the events and you it's proper detective work as well yeah. I think I think what I'm gonna do because just, just going sorry we've gone into Witcher again <laughs> um, to our listeners but we're going to do this every time without fail we should just call this the Witcher podcast I'm fine yeah? with that yeah okay we should at least have a Witcher section and this is it <laughs> we'll have an in theme and an out theme in fact yeah what I'm going to do is um, after all the, the honeymoon and everything is settled I'm going to sit down with Farina and I'm going to play the Witcher and make her watch because I think a, she'll really enjoy it as if it was a 48 hour long movie she yeah. would love that <laughs> it was and about 120 then, hours I think I could do it in 120 hours and the sexy scenes can lead to some really awkward times <laughs> <laughs> she'd be like so do you like this bit like, uh, I don't know I look like in the it. corner and there's a unicorn there sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it's um it's creepy but uh, it's still compelling drama yeah <laughs> That's the end of the Witcher section. Hooray. We need to have theme music and stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. Hit the theme music. That was a pretty good uh, Witcher section, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, that went well. Okay. Let's, let's make that a regular section. <laughs> let's, uh, Nintendo? Yeah. Want to Nintendo? Okay, so, Mario Odyssey, which I already mentioned. Looks Tell me about great. why it looks great. Because you can throw your hat on that hat looks creepy. You can throw your hat on anything, and you can become that. It's not even a game anymore. It's like bigger than a game. (laughs) It's philosophy. (laughs) Mario is becoming one with everything. What if he drops his hat on the ground? What happens then? Do you become a mud monster, or do you become become the planet? planet. You become the planet. That's what happens. (laughs) It sounds like utter nonsense <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is okay so what Nintendo have said is that they've got kind of two um, two or three types of main Mario games uh, there was this diagram for floating around on the internet where you had um, Mario Galaxy Mario Odyssey I mean Mario Galaxy Mario Galaxy 2 Super Mario World which are all great games Galaxy 2 and Galaxy are some of the best games ever, honestly. They've, 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 na- they've perfected um, 3D platformer, I feel, with those games. And then there was some older ones, like Super Mario Sunshine which, and Super Mario 64, which were slightly different. I, I, it's, it's more of a tonal change rather than any certain mechanics or anything like that. Um, but what they're saying is that this is an extension of that branch, so it's going to be very very different to uh, to what we've been getting for the past couple of years because Super Mario Sunshine came out in 2003 yeah yeah fair while yeah a long while ago and it was a good game it was a really really good game Um, so I'm so I'm really excited about them saying that Mm. and you know them 
kind of branching out. I like the last Mario game, Super Mario 3D World. I want to say um, it was fun, but it was very, very. The fun died very quickly. Um, I played it a couple of times with friends. Played the main game full like through, and I was kind of done with it. Whereas Galaxy Two and Galaxy, I felt like the enjoyment lasted longer. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm just really excited about being a T Rex with a Mario hat. <laughs> yeah, that will be yeah. If that if that mechanic really works, it'd be amazing. Is that mm. the main weapon you have in it? Is it the only weapon you have in it? No, I'm sure you have other power ups that you can get. You know, like you had B Mario and stuff in the previous ones. I'm sure there's going to be oh, yeah. new kind of hats and stuff like that. But do you think the hat will be something like you'll come across something every now and again and go, "Oh, you can use your hat here if you want," or will it be something literally you're free to use whenever you like? Hmm, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I do kind of expect them to restrict it in some way. Sure. But Nintendo are very creative about not making it feel like a restriction. Sure. So, so yeah. It feels like it would just be a bit of geometric programming to to turn you into a planet or a house <laughs> or a tree. And then the other kind of... They had some Breath of the Wild uh, DLCs announcements. Does it need DLC? It sounds pretty big already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first DLC is just kind of like add-on stuff. Like sure. you get a few more of uh, a few more trials, so it's just like little mini, not not mini game, mini dungeons that you do. But the second DLC apparently is story based, which they haven't revealed any details on yet, as far as I'm aware. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm always happy for Zelda DLC. Mm, sure. Yeah, I've, I've yet to finish the main game though. Okay. <laughs> How far through are you? I'm, I'm very close, I'm very close. Um, I haven't actually played it since our last podcast, to be okay. honest. So, uh, so I'm about two-thirds through the game. Okay. But there's a lot of side stuff I need to do as well, mm. which is pretty cool. Need to do, yeah. yeah I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Rocket League is coming to the Switch. If oh, cares. nice. Yeah, people care about that. It's a fun game. It is a fun game. And then finally, they announced Metroid... They revealed that they're working on Metroid 4. Metroid Prime 4, sorry. Okay, okay. So I'm a big fan of Metroid Prime 1 and 2, which were on the GameCube. They were first-person shooters with a lot of puzzling mechanics, and it felt very unique in an era when... First person shooters were mm. the main games. Mm. Yeah. You know, uh, first person shooters were still kind of niche, I would sure. say, uh, because they weren't, the, the controllers couldn't handle it or, mm. or anything. Um, but Metroid Prime really, really stood out because it was Metroid, and Metroid is always about collecting power ups and, you know, going around shooting aliens, fighting bosses. Metroid was one of the first games. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great fun. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm really excited about Metroid Prime okay. Four. It, but I'm just excited about the idea because mm. they haven't revealed anything about the game. They haven't said anything. It's literally just a logo. Any of the original designers or anything? No, that's literally all you know. Just they they put that's that's brilliant. It always makes you wonder. I remember seeing the the, the trailer for Terminator Three in the cinema when I was a kid. Mm. And like the whole trailer was like, it took a minute 
It was just music going dun 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 as a big silver T3 spun out <laughs> in like and then just went on the screen and it faded black and I remember all my friends going so you filmed quite a lot of that have you then? <laughs> like, clearly clearly if all they're doing is releasing a logo then not much has happened so far but yeah at the same time I'm quite relieved that they're finally doing something with the Metroid franchise that people want for sure because yeah. um, they've released since the last Metroid Prime game they've released two other games three other games maybe uh, which were just terrible Ooh. they had other M which was, was like a third person <clears throat> Ninja Theory style beat em up okay that's and then they had two games on on the DS which were spin-offs they had Metroid Prime Hunters I think which mm. was terrible um, and then something called Federation Force which I don't even know what that is <laughs> um, but they are actually releasing uh, a new Metro- 2D style Metroid for the 3DS as well That's which could cool. be good mm. uh, I think it, I, I don't know whether it's a remaster or it's you know a remaster of one of sure. the older Metroids or if it's totally new but mm. I do love the, the 2D uh, Metroids um, Super Metroid and uh, Metroid Fusion was good so Okay. Uh, yeah, so I'll I'll give those a shot. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, the fun games as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So Metro Prime, good. <laughs> it's official. You heard it here first. Um, I think the last one we need to talk about is Xbox. Off. <laughs> my slightly tangential, but based on what you just said, my PlayStation camera thinks I say the word PlayStation every other flipping word. <laughs> it has gone insane. Like, my wife and I can say anything to each other. I just want a cup of tea. They'll go, I'm sorry, what was that? Do you want me to shut down the thing? Do you want me to turn on Netflix? Like, PlayStation, you calm down. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I want to say clearly, PlayStation, in that tone that I have to use whenever I talk to technology, PlayStation, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> to a child <laughs> um, anyway so what uh, all I really know because I'm not an Xbox guy is the name of the new <laughs> iteration of Xbox which is the Xbox One X yeah that's that's a silly name it has been a long long time since putting an extra X into something made it sound cool. <laughs> you know, there, there was this, another picture floating around on the internet, which was they had each console and beside it a box of that console, and they wrote Xbox, Xbox box, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Xbox 360, Xbox 360 box, and eventually it got to Xbox One X, Xbox One Xbox. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's, like, uh, that's brilliant. <laughs> but you know if you take all the spaces out it just looks like a gamer tag because it's got the big X's on the side oh uh, yeah right so it's just box one box so one. I'm just going to call it box one for box now. one that's great okay box, box one. one yeah <laughs> they really couldn't have thought that through I know it's, it's terrible hard. Scorpio is fine it's fine isn't it yeah Scorpio's fine so why didn't they why, why isn't it called Scorpio why didn't they just do scary. pro why didn't they just copy pro because that's copying like they can't they're not allowed to do it Microsoft owns all the X's and 1's <laughs> PlayStation owns the numbers 
and the professionalism. And the S's. They own the S's. Oh, they love S's. Um, uh, Nintendo. No, Xbox has S as well. You're joking. No, this is the Slim. <laughs> so they don't... Play, PlayStation doesn't have S. They have ah, Slim. That's what, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. And Pro. Slim and Pro, yeah. Sounds like cans of dietary supplements. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> what did Xbox have to say for themselves this year? They say basically uh, it's more powerful than the PS4 Pro. That's essentially what their message was. Yep, fine. Yeah. PS5 is scheduled to come out in 2018 or 2019. So 2018 is too soon. It is a bit too soon, isn't it? Yeah. I, well, I, to be honest, I, I want it in like 2020, 2021. Yeah, that's, I think that's reasonable actually. That is reasonable for a, 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 an iteration. Um, because, I mean, the PS4 Pro just came out last year. Yeah, exactly. So, and I feel like it's doing alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got plenty of room still to get better. I don't think I'll ever buy another Xbox again, though, because now all the games are coming to Windows. Sure, Windows and So I have no reason to ever buy an Xbox. Yeah, true that. Yeah. I, I don't like the way... There's something about graphics on an Xbox. I don't... I'm just so used to PlayStation, maybe. I, they look so weirdly outlined to me, the graphics on an Xbox. Okay. Maybe it's something to do with their anti-aliasing. Mm, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Games-wise, Yeah. another Forza. Forza. Okay. Another one? Yeah. I think we had six like last year, didn't we? <laughs> DJ Khaled. We the best. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be good? Does it look good? What is it? Apparently the last one was home? good. Uh, no, I feel like it's a, I think it's a new Forza. Who plays racing games these days? People play them. Do they? I don't feel like nobody buys them, but people do play them. How is that true? But <laughs> it's like me. I feel that, no, with me it's the other way around. I buy them, but I don't play them. Okay, that's, that's really stupid. Like, that's a terrible way around. <laughs> um, no, I, got, I bought a bunch, like, I bought, like, Project Cars and a set of Corsa mm-hmm. when I had... Um, the Oculus Rift sure because I really wanted to get that to work but it just wasn't there mm, it wasn't there yeah um, I, yeah I feel like driving games is still quite niche yeah they've lost kind of their you know but I did, I did hear really good things about the last quarter racing, racing games used to be about the reason they were popular because they were accessible mm. but in the kind of the access the in, in, in the changeability in the, in the kind of all the modifications you can make but it started to lose people I guess like yeah. on, on, again Drive Club VR you, you start it and you are in a car doing a race like that is straight away is very accessible and very fun because of that whereas most other games it's a good few minutes of looking at chassis <laughs> before mm. you can actually just do a race like the it's, not, it's not burnout anymore right. yeah, yeah exactly I guess so but then burnout still exists, so who cares? Burnout was who? Burnout still exists. Like Burnout Paradise was only a couple of years old, isn't That's it? That's really old. No, I mean, they did a remake. That was on Play- late PlayStation 3, wasn't it? That's still quite old. Maybe but but, but few, it came out early PlayStation 3. I've gone in a flash. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. maybe I it. I feel like the, the, they did an Ultimate Box thing, which may have came, come out a bit later. Maybe that was but it. But Burnout... Paradise was a very long time ago. I think I would just be thinking about going on the PlayStation Network and seeing something on sale, you know, me going, oh, I don't know if <laughs> um, Paradise was amazing. I actually played it recently for 
um, Go 8-Bit DLC. Sure. Um, and I was like, I forgot how much I love this game. Mm. It's so good. It looks terrible now. That does it? Yeah, it looks oh. terrible now. Um, but it's still so much fun. Sure. And I feel like they've tried to basically merge that into the Need for Speed series, mm. but it just... Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not the same. Mayhem. Racing Mayhem is yeah. what you want. Yeah. Um, Arcade racing. Crackdown 3. Did you ever play any Crackdowns? Nope. Crackdown 1 and 2 were a hell of a lot of fun. I don't think I've heard of it. What is it? Um, you're basically... It's an op- sandbox, open world, and you're kind of like a cop. But you have like these crazy powers. and It's like Saints Row a bit. Okay. But you can jump over buildings uh, and stuff, which I'm sure there's... I've, I've never really played Saints Row. You can do that. In Saints Row 3 and 4, I think. Okay. It got more and more ridiculous as it went on in that series. Loads of collectibles. <clears throat> um, you can drive cars, smash stuff up, cause mayhem. Okay. Um, that sounds great. Yeah. Might be good. Anthem? Yeah, everyone everyone mentioned Anthem. Um, and I watched a trailer for it and I kind of went, yeah, okay. It's not what I've seen before, I don't think. I'm actually quite excited for it. Okay. Uh, because the writer of... The, the Star Wars ones, what were they called? Uh, Knights Mass of the Old Republic. Oh, I see, right, yeah, okay. And I think the first two Mass Effect games and the first couple of Mass Effect books, mm. his name's Drew Carpishin. He's also done uh, the Darth Bane trilogy. Okay. Um, he's writing this. He's come back to Bioware and he's writing this. Wow. So I'm pretty excited. Hopefully it'll be a good story. Okay. Because um, he did good work, I feel, like in like the Mass Effect series, for example, mm. um, until they got to three. He left... Um, before 3 came out. Oh, right. So it kind of fell apart. Mm. Um, and then the books after that were terrible as well. Really? Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited solely for that reason. Sure. A lot of people have been complaining that it's sci-fi again. But, you know, it's... There's plenty to be explored in sci-fi. Yeah. But, then, but then their their answer to that was that it's sci-fi fantasy. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah, pretty that's interesting. different enough. Yeah, that's Star Trek versus Star Wars, isn't it? Like, yeah, kind of. I actually lied. There's a, there was two other conferences: Bethesda, which I think the only I mentioned. That, well, there's a, there's two things from that. Uh, okay. The, the Wolfenstein Two. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Which should be good. Should be good. First one was good. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, Doom is excellent. Yeah, that's true. My game of the year, 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the Evil Within two. Yes. <laughs> Talk to me, Fergus. Talk to no. me. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Bethesda. Like they they have, I'd say Bethesda games are probably like fifty percent of my overall gaming time in my life. So hearing that, you know, with all the Fallout's and the Skyrim, sorry, all the Elder Scrolls. Um, with a little bit of Doom and a little bit of Wolfenstein and a surprising amount of Evil Within. Um, I gave quite a few hours to it. It's linear. It's... Do you know what? I, the main thing is I have a problem with going around people's inside people's minds. Mm. Things that set you in a, in, a, in a place where anything can happen. And very often horror games do that. They go, wouldn't the scariest thing... The scariest place to be would be somewhere where anything can happen and actually no limits and rules on what is allowed to happen 
make it much, much scarier. Like in Resident Evil 7, having a single bloke walking around with a, with a big flipping spade that he's going to smack you on the head with around a house where you can't skip through the walls and you can't do anything crazy, that is much scarier to me than Evil Within, where you can open a door and then suddenly you're in a massive chasm made of dolls' heads. And then suddenly you're on a ship made of skulls and there's a spider chasing you around that's six foot tall and has a woman's face. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, it doesn't... That's very Japanese, I feel. Sure. I'm used, I like Japanese-style fantasy and horror and writing generally. Yeah. But it's, it's not quite... I know what you mean by that. Yeah. It's... It's, it's, but you can't just take scary images and, and put them in succession. There has to be a flow to it. So even like, even the craziest manga still has a reaction from a main character that's like, oh, this is ridiculous, or oh, what's going on here, or they'll explain it somehow, even with it. Anyway, um, so even within two, what's it going to be? More linear horror where anything can happen? Cool. I didn't actually finish Evil Within one. I got very, very close to the end and kind of went, I'm just not enjoying it anymore. I kind of, I knew what the twist, the, the, the twist yeah. had played out and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I haven't played the DLC, which is crazy for me, for a Bethesda game. Okay. But, um, no, no, I'm still, it's, it's so backwards looking, I'm still looking forward to Skyrim and, and Fallout from them. Even within two, I will, I'll, I'll play it. I'll play it. Would you? Too scary. Thanks, Logan. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but no. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Probably not. I think Resident Evil has yeah, it's done me good, and I think I'm I'm done for a while. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Um, I, I I'll play a game if everyone tells well if like you tell me it's like really really good like Resident Evil. I knew it was a good game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it is, is it horror is. the right way. I feel exactly well it's not too horrific it's not about the horror it's about the tension mm. that, if that gets too much yeah that's one thing but the great thing about Resident Evil the earlier games particularly you can work out it is, it is puzzle solving your survival is puzzle solving and so it's, it's still challenging in a, in a non-scary way yeah. but um, uh, talking of horror though I thought they who a new Metro game was announced no? oh yeah of course yeah, yeah. did you play the first two? Um, no, but I have them. <laughs> <laughs> that that helps. Them. Uh, to be fair, I didn't buy them. I got given them, and I have played them. So okay, again, okay. with that. So time, we're um, some kind of in the yeah, same yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. kind of. It, it balances <laughs> out for sure. To someone who has played and bought neither. <laughs> um, yeah, we. Uh, I, I, I. I really enjoyed it. They're good games. Yeah, they're good games. It, it's it's um, it's a little bit Fallouty, you know. Okay. It's, scary. it's a little bit scary. It's like manageable scary. Okay. Uh, definitely. Mainly because the, the whole game is like you, you go, oh, how, for how long am I going to be underground? Mm. And the answer is not very long. Like, it really knows how to pace it so that it's light and dark. And, and Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about the Metro, Metro series. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's good. I'm mm. glad they're making another one. Yeah, this, is, this will be the first one not based on a book, though. Because I think they covered two books. It's a trilogy of books, but they covered the second and the third book in the last game. So I think this one is a whole new property. 
and I can't remember if they got the original writer of the book to, to consult on the game okay. I think it's set like 11 years after the first one so, so yeah yeah, that'll be worth a look Fair I would advise playing the first two first because I imagine the, it'd be nice to see the evolution of the world even if it's not the same main character um, so you're not always on the ground in the first two no oh, okay I thought it was just you know corridor after corridor no okay fair enough EA was the last one I guess okay uh, Battlefront 2 which I didn't actually I don't remember seeing no I don't think they, they had a gameplay trailer though yeah 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 I've seen the gameplay trailer but I don't think they showed it at E3 maybe oh okay um, that's going to be great did you like that? Did you play Battlefront one? Yeah, I did play Battlefront one. I didn't. Yeah. That's really good VR. The DLC for Battlefront, um, uh, 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 the X-wing attack. Okay. Is awesome. You're in an X-wing cockpit. That's yeah. proper. Being in, it's like being in the End of Return of the Jedi. It, it's exactly like that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good fun. Dogfighting in space. Okay. Good. Good. That's probably the best. I've seen in a game as well because I suppose it's quite simple to render the background so you're only worrying about anyway um, yeah, yeah that's a good bit of VR but Battlefront 2 I'm, I'm looking forward to it I, cool. like, I like Star Wars stuff yeah. it does look fun yeah I mean I, I did play the first one I got bored of it really quickly sure um, just because it felt like the same thing over and over again yeah it is um, and I felt it wasn't bad when, when I played it at least it wasn't the teams were balanced so um when, when certain team was attacking in certain situations, they generally always win. Yeah. You know, so. Okay. Um, and I, I didn't actually go out and try the different modes, though. They've got a new, new need for speed as well. Okay. Okay. That's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Is there anything else you can remember from E3? Not from E3, no. No. Sh- actually, uh, Shadow of Wardor looks. Ah, oh, sorry. Yeah, thank you so much. It looks much better yeah. uh, than I thought it was going to be. I mm-hmm. think in our last edition, I mentioned that I was a little bit disappointed with the gameplay yeah. they released because it looked like 12 separate... It looked like Mega Man. Yeah. You've got 12 mini worlds yeah, to go yeah. to to defeat a boss. Yeah. And you can do them in any order. That is, from the looks of it, roughly what it is. Yeah. But it looks like there's an actual good plot to it. It looks like the gameplay is going to be awesome. They've clearly kept a lot of the uh, perks from the first game, which are really fun. The one where you shoot an arrow at someone and instantly travel to where they are. Yeah. And when you can chain that, that's a that's a that's my favourite piece of gameplay in computer games recently. So yeah, yeah, that's that, that looks good. Also, I, just a little, we got a, we got a milkshake duck out of E three. What what's a milkshake duck? <laughs> a milkshake duck is um, that some guy posted a meme. There was a duck drinking milkshake, and the top of the meme says, Oh, we love milkshake duck. Look, it's a duck that drinks milkshakes. Crazy. And then five seconds later, you hate the duck because you find out, oh, actually, the duck's a racist. <laughs> so milkshake duck became this, this word for something that the internet loves intensely for about five minutes and then discovers something a little bit wrong about it and so starts to hate it. And then last night, Microsoft... So is the Oh, okay. So like Coney 2012... Right. Okay. <laughs> well, actually... Remember that? <laughs> there was some... Um, what's his name as well? Uh, Ken Bone in the... Do you remember him? Presidential yeah. election? Like, he was like, for five minutes, everyone knew it was, Ken Bone, it was awesome. Yeah. And he turned out to be in the KKK or something. He was like, oh, oh okay, that's a shame. Um, but uh, no, so the guy, 
last night. It's a, it's a game... I can't say that without it sounding like I'm adding a K at the beginning of the word night, but it means it is actually like. Uh, you know, when night. you started that sentence, I thought you were like. You, you, I was talking the about last night. Yeah, I exactly. <laughs> no, no, they just announced it. It's called The Last Night without a K. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's made by this company, Odd Tales. And the, the chief developer seems. Uh, well, it's this guy called Tim Sorin, who. Uh, Tim Sorrett, sorry. Everyone. everyone Thought they loved the look of the game, looked really exciting, nice little puzzly, culty indie game, and then found out that the bloke was pro Gamergate, anti feminist prick, basically. Uh, <laughs> um, so everyone's suddenly gone, uh, yeah, uh, we don't really want to like this game anymore. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm always in two minds about news like that because people who are a holes, yeah, they shouldn't be public. For, it's disappointing to find out that people you can respect for their skill are a-holes but can you separate out their work from their personality like if they make a game admittedly if they make a game that's 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 sexist then mm-hmm. that's one thing but but to hold views and not use them in your creations that's quite a different thing so I can imagine like him being pro Gamergate can't have been can't have gone down very well with the people he's working with yeah you'd hope um, so I don't know I don't know it's always a weird thing to find out someone's off yeah I'm, I'm talking about this specifically because in the film section after the break I'm going to be talking a little bit about the Han Solo film and that's going to be relevant what I've just been talking about okay. that's, uh, that's called a tease audience <laughs> um, I've got two little bits to add to the gaming section actually Please. which is two games I've been playing which have, are both incredible okay. one of those is Hollow Knight Right. Which is a 2D side-scrolling action uh, roguelite. Okay. Um, and it's just fantastic. The artwork is brilliant. The gameplay is on point. Like, the controls are so tight. Um, it's, it's, I, think it's, I think it's on PC and PS4. Okay. Um, and it, it's, it's got a story to it. Not much of a story. Well, where I am, not much of a story. But I feel like it may open up in the future... And it's just basically... Um, Hollow Knight or Light? Knight. Knight. Right. You're this creature, I guess, in a town that needs to go underground to get these minerals, I think. Mm. Um, and people go down and some never come back up. And it's it's very ghastly and ghouly kind of vibe. Okay. Um, and it's just it's a lot of fun that's so brilliant um, the other one is also a roguelite um, and it's called Dead Cells and um, that one's a bit more mechanical like it's all about um, it's in early access so it's not a complete game it's only I think there's only two bosses in it right um, but basically you are this collection of cells which finds that's a body right. and possesses that body and there is no story to it whatsoever because it's an early access. Doesn't need um, it. It's already and good. you just go through and you 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 fight other characters. It's, people are calling it like um, Dead Souls <laughs> because it's not it's not very much like Dark Souls, but kind of the same theme. You go through, fight creatures, um, get better loot, uh, become more powerful, have better runs. Okay, um, but it's just a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Awesome. So I highly recommend those. Mm. Two. And that's just on PC. Those out. Yeah. That's um, cool. 
Yeah. I've discovered quite a good little phone game run. Uh, do you like Escape the Room games? Have you ever played them? Um, I've played one or two, I feel. There's a trilogy called The Room. Oh, yeah. The Room 1, Room yeah, 2. The ones I've played. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. They're, they're brilliant. I only just played them recently. All the way through. Um, all three games. They get bigger and more mm. expensive <laughs> as you go. Um, yeah, beautiful. Again, beautiful little games and, and not the kind of puzzles where, well, they're not impossible. In the yes. So, yeah. I'm doing a tiny bit of that in amongst the Witcher. Whenever, when, you know when you die in the Witcher, uh, it takes like two minutes to load back up again. Okay. So, uh, not for me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's time to talk about some films and TV. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, let's go for it. Well, going back a little bit, I did see Alien Covenant. Okay. Now, Prometheus was disappointing to me um, for a lot of reasons So, but I went into Alien Covenant with high expectations I think they missold the movie quite a lot like the trailer is quite misleading Okay, it's not really what the film is about exactly are you referring to the 10 minute kind of intro to the characters some of the characters oh no that's, 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 that's fine that's, okay. I, I imagine actually that that was part of the film and they cut it yeah um, it feels like a, like it could have been a deleted scene. It explains James Franco's presence mm. in it. He's not in the main film apart from in a photo okay. that someone picks up. It's uh, a bit of a spoiler, but it's literally the first thirty seconds <laughs> is how the film starts, and it starts well actually. The first twenty minutes is good, and then the alien appears. Michael Fassbender gets to play two different characters on screen at the same time, um, and he's good at that. But it's not good. It's disappointing for a whole different set of reasons to why Prometheus was disappointing. Covenant is disappointing because it's not scary at all when it said it was going to, when it really did act as if it was going to be. Mm. There are loads of highlights in it. Mm. Um, uh, Danny McBride, who's usually only ever done very kind of, not broad, but you know, quite big comedy roles um, in the Foot Fist way, and he's bound and down, and this is the end, and uh, Pineapple Express. Um, He's playing a serious role in this, mm. and he's really good. Mm. Uh, Fassbender's awesome. Uh, Catherine Watson as, as, as the Ripley kind of of the situation is is great. Um, none of them get a huge amount to do apart from Fassbender in terms of like acting, mm. but McBride and, and Watson are really yeah they're solid. Um, there's some great vistas in it, but it's just not scary. It's just not scary. The bloke said, uh, Ridley Scott even I think said, you know we barely showed the alien in the first film and that's why it was scary but in this film we have CGI and, and a bloke in a suit again so we're going to show the alien loads yeah. he actually said that not quite understand I think in an interview I, I don't know how that computed in his exactly head. that does not make, the thing you just said that does not make sense so that was disappointing in, in a completely contrary mode to that I went into Wonder Woman with extremely low expectations given the state of DC Universe, as we've discussed many times on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman, and, and all, the, all the word from the set was it was going to be rubbish, and I really liked it. I really liked it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I can't imagine anyone was expecting less than me, because I went into that movie expecting it to be terrible. Obviously, that probably raised a little bit because the reviews were good. 
and people were saying it is a good movie. Sure, but even then it's easy to be cynical about it, isn't it? So um, I went in and I was just pleasantly surprised the whole way through. Um, It wasn't like, it didn't blow my mind, um, but it was a good movie. You know, I, the acting was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not... I expect, expected that to be the worst thing about it, the acting. Yeah. But both Chris Pine and... Um, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. They're great. Awesome. It was nice to see Robin Wright. I was disappointed she died so early. <laughs> yeah, me too. But it was nice to see her kicking ass. Um, and House of Cards. Spo- oh, spoilers. Spoilers for Wonder Woman. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's true, actually. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, well. It is the first ten minutes. I think that's okay. Okay. The little girl was really good. Young Wonder Woman was brilliant. She yeah. was just all she wanted to do was fight. She was awesome. And actually, I don't know, like, it's not so much a spoiler, just as a, like a, a trigger warning this. Obviously, two blokes talking about any feminism or anything like that mm. is, is going to be really patronising and nonsense. But it felt like it was quite a good film for that. Like, even... Even the style in which certain things were treated, you would not see in a in a masculinist superhero film. Mm. Like the little things, she's like when she gets that ice cream and says, like, "You should be really proud." Yeah. That's so cool and so like. It had genuinely it, it had genuinely funny moments, as opposed to the previous DC films, Oof. which the, if any if there was any comedy, it felt so forced. Oh yeah, horrible, horrible. Yeah, quips. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder what was yeah really nicely done across the board. It does suffer that thing that all superhero films have. Obviously, massively, DC, like famously in Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel, there was a twenty-minute finale with way too much CGI and thundering drum soundtrack, like really headache-inducing. The one in Wonder Woman was tempered a little bit by the the other stuff going on. There's kind of a comedy group they get involved with mm. like with uh, <laughs> Spud out of uh, Train Spotting is one of them Save Matt uh, Tamu who's out of he's been in loads of stuff yeah there was stuff going on with them mitigating the crazy serious kind of thunderness of, of, of the of the climax um, even Marvel's guilty of it they have yeah. those they can't I mean I am I, um, you know actually what the ending all reminded me of uh, Tim Roth was a villain in, I think, one of the Hulk movies. The Incredible Hulk, yeah. The yeah. Sequel, the one it reminded me awesome. of that ending, where just they just go, it's yeah. very dark, we're going at it, and yeah. kind of, it's, it's just too formulaic right now. Yeah. And if you, you know what, I just watched Thor and Thor 2, just oh, randomly, yeah. uh, the other okay. day, and I felt like... It, that stuff is all superior, like you said, all his superior movies. Yeah, it applies to everything. It's it's kind of weird, isn't it? Because it doesn't. You get why superheroes are gods, and if you're gonna have, if you're gonna match a god, it means you, every all of these films are gonna end with two gods fighting, mm. and that has to be massive. The one remit, relet, even Ant Man, mm. even Ant Man had a kind of that crazy. CG, had that lovely joke of them being on the model train yeah and if they just stopped the climax there that would be awesome but they went into the the inner verse or whatever you know the sub-molecular level yeah and they had all that great, like that, that psychedelic stuff Doctor Strange at least had a bit of wit about it it wasn't like a two people punching each other at yeah. least that had some dialogue to take care of the climax yeah um, and a nice like editing trick basically 
But, um, <coughs> so yeah, Wonder Woman, apart from that last 10 minutes, I would say the film was like 10 minutes too long overall. But they all are. No, um, I, don't, I didn't feel like it was too long at all. I felt like okay. uh, good resolution. Actually, although the climate, the end, ending scene, I guess, the climax scene, she could have been shorter. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been fine for her. Actually, to... you know what, uh, what came out since since we've recorded Lost? What's that? Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I, I still haven't seen it. Oh, mm, okay. Terrible. Okay. Did you like it? Not as much as the first. Sure. But um, still a very good movie. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it's crazy that I haven't seen it. Mm. Although, actually, it's because it's I'm married. You, this is something <laughs> you will enjoy in a couple of months. You, 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 it starts to get... like The reason I've seen Alien Covenant is because I have a thing where I'll go and watch a horror movie on my own in the cinema. Mm. Sounds a lot creepier when I say it out loud than when I actually do it, I've got to say. <laughs> but because I see these films like on a, in a morning, because like, I can choose my own schedule, um, I'm very often on my own in the cinema, so it's like I've paid... To see a private screen of this mm. film that I've been really wanting to see, I do it every Halloween. It's how I sort of like saw in the cinema and stuff like that. And it's really scary when you're on your own in the cinema, on your own in the cinema watching mm. a film. It's so dark and so big and scary. So there's that type of going to the cinema, and there's going to the cinema with my wife, which means we can only see the things that that she has even a slight interest in seeing. And I do drag her to see a lot of nonsense, but um, in the case of Marvel movies, she draws the line. She'll come and see Batman movies and other DC movies because yeah. she knows how big a Batman fan I am. And Wonder Woman kind of fit into that, but also she genuinely had an interest in seeing a female superhero film. Where Marvel films, she keeps, whenever we watch one together, her, her first question when it finishes is always the same, which is, why did they make that movie? Like, what's the point, what's the point of it? What's the meaning? What, like, what, what's the, what is it saying? What's it doing? Why does it exist? And the only answer is yes, escapism, entertainment, if you don't buy into it. But anyway, <laughs> Spider-Man is the first one she's looked at the trailer and gone, actually, yeah, that looks fun, I'll go and see that. I mean, right now I'm pretty lucky, because she'll watch any, any of them, it uh, doesn't matter if, what, what they are. That is lucky. But I feel like that's going to run out eventually, at some point she's going to catch on and be like, no, these movies suck. Uh, uh, I think it'll happen around July 23rd. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I think it happens about 12 hours after the wedding day. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's not true. It's not true. It's, it's not true. <laughs> Obviously, it's not true. The America's awesome because we do get to go and see nonsense things together. Um, but yeah, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy 2, I will watch it. I'm just going to get around to it. Okay, so following on from that yeah. is one of the movies she wanted to watch but I wasn't necessarily inter- interested in was Gifted. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, which actually I thought was a pretty good movie. Okay. You know? um, the basic premise is um, there's this genius level mathematician little girl mm. um, and it's and he's her uncle looking after her. Chris Evans. Um, yeah, Chris Evans. Yeah. And it's just basically, you, you think it's going to be about, you know, the, the child, the genius child, mm. but it's more about her custody battle. Yeah, right. Between her... he's trying to stop them taking her to some crazy genius school. He just wants her to be brought up like a normal yeah. kid kind of thing. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Basically. It's, more, it's, it's, like it's quite emotional. I, I didn't have an interest in seeing it until you said it was good. Yeah. Like... 
because it sounds like it could be really tiny. I just forget that Chris Evans can do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> well, know? he was the unluckiest man in, in He's played so many superheroes. Um, he's played two, right? I count the ex-boyfriend in Scott Pilgrim as a, a, an evil okay, superhero. Okay, fair enough. An evil... An evil he was yeah. so cool in that as well. <laughs> yeah, he was flipping cool. <laughs> um, but also Sunshine, he like he was that was kind of an action role in an otherwise Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. They're making a TV show of Snowpiercer. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's been based on the film or set. Like, well, the film had a pretty definitive ending, um, so I don't know if it's going to be set before it or or if it's going to be based on the comics. Um, I've actually read that, that there were French comics that came out in the eighties. If they're going to base it on that, then that's that's very interesting. Um, yeah, I think that's coming out next year. Okay. But there's lots of Marvel fun still to be had. Spider Man's coming out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've seen that. Does look good. Does look good. Star Wars, the other big franchise, that suffered a massive blow recently. Have you read about this? Uh, I heard about it. Yeah. So Lord and Miller, who created who made a good film out of the idea of making a Lego movie. That's incredible yeah. that they made a good film yeah. out of Lego. Like, I love Lego. But making, like, the idea, oh, they did this so well. And Caddy with the Chance of Meatballs and Last Man on Earth. They're really good. Train on Jump Street. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really good, really good writers and directors of comedy. And they've been sacked off Han Solo. The Han Solo Were, were they actually sacked? Well... Yes, yes, frankly. Okay. They would not have left the project. They were, there was a lot of bad blood being generated between them and the produ- producers, particularly between them and Lawrence Kasdan, uh, the screenwriter, who turned in a script, and he's very insistent and has been allowed in previous Star Wars films. He wrote Empire and uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, he's been ad- and, and Force Awakens. He's been adamant that... Uh, People stick to the script, and Lord and Miller are much more about improvisation. Mm. The guy playing Han Solo was a little worried that his performance was being a bit too Jim Carrey, mm. which doesn't sound great. But at the same time, Lord and Miller, like, what's the point in hiring directors who you're hiring because they are interesting new innovators and not allowing them to do the thing, not allowing them to innovate? Gareth Edwards was screwed over with Rogue One. Mm. They brought in the <coughs> the writer, uh, Tony Gilroy, to, to do loads of reshoots, which is why it was the... I think the good bits of Rogue One were Gareth Edwards' bits. Mm. And the rest of it, the messy stuff, the self-referential stuff, that's, that's Disney. Um, it's Kathleen Kennedy. She was the one that fired Lord and Miller. And they brought mm. in Ron Howard. To add to add insult to that injury, they brought in Ron Howard. The, the like he's done a few good films before Apollo thirteen, and that's it. Mm. Like he's such a workman, he's such a nothing. Like he'll just do an adaptation; it'll be fine. It'll be boring. Yeah. And did you hear they brought in an acting coach for the kid playing Han Solo? Really? Yeah, that really doesn't bode well. Three weeks before production was scheduled to end, they brought in an acting coach for him. It's bad news. It's bad, bad news. And just shows how flipping stupid it was. Why lie? Why lie and say you're going to employ some interesting directors? Like if all you want them to do is just 
fall in line. It's really weird. Uh, who 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 is classed as? Um, I forget his name now. And so no, Lando. Lando. Um, oh, that awesome guy from Atlanta. And uh, have you watched Atlanta? I I um. Donald Glover. Donald Glover. That's what I was trying to remember. Because he he's so talented as yeah. an actor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched Atlanta. It's hilarious. Yes, it's he's, up there with Silicon Valley for me. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. Have you, do you watch Community? Yeah, that's that's where I knew him from. The show uh, severely suffered from that. Yeah, like, exactly. He was great in that. And he, he wrote for Thirty Rock. Um, he started out as a writer mm. and kind of improv. Oh, I guess improv guy. But yeah, he's brilliant. Gambino. He's brilliant. Charles Gambino is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's yeah he's land he's Lando. That, that that's the thing that makes me sadness about it because I really want to see him shine. Um, and if all this bad stuff is going out, this is. I feel like this is his first big movie, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's had movie appearances, I think. He's, been, he's had really small roles. He was in The Martian as that scarf-wearing geeky guy. Yeah. The yeah. physicist guy. Yeah, exactly. Astrophysicist. Um, he, he actually made a film himself. Oh, what was it called? It's a hilarious film about three grown-up men who are maybe a little s- slow. Yeah. Um... And therefore, all three of them think they're in a kind of super detective agency. Give us, give us a nickel, and we'll investigate who stole your pie off your window ledge. And all this stuff, yeah. And they actually get embroiled in this conspiracy murder crime plot, <laughs> um, and it's hilarious. And Donald Glover has so many. He's like gone undercover as a carpenter, and he's walking around going, mm, "Wood, nature's metal." <laughs> he's amazing. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Like called, it's called I'll, I'll like, look it up. It's called something like Super Super Detective Club or something. Okay, okay. Uh, it's brilliant. I can't. Yeah, that's a good film, and he's the lead in it. But um, but yeah, no, this is certainly his first big film, and yeah. uh, Amelia Clark's in it from Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, I mean, she's yet to prove herself as a, an actor in films because Terminator was bad. Yes. Yeah. That, that was. So it's hard to tell if she was bad in it, or or it was just so bad it kind of sucked in everyone into a forward. A vortex of bad where they weren't able to be good mm. yeah. <laughs> obviously talking of Amelia Clark, what about that Game of Thrones that's happening soon what about that huh? have you seen the trailers uh, I, I, it feels like they're releasing a lot of trailers um, but I feel like I've seen the main ones sure they uh, there is a lot out but it's yeah the main the last main one was about a week ago but yeah it was, uh, yeah it was good yeah I'm excited for it lots of fighting Who's going to... I mean, it can't end with... How, what's going to happen? <laughs> Who's going to kill Cersei? Is Cersei going to die? Is she going to win? Who's going to win? Yeah. Everyone? That... But that I, I, well, see, this is now up to the, the, the showmakers to, to kind of do what they want and not necessarily follow uh, George R.R. R. Martin anymore. They'll surely respect his... Well, do you know what? I was thinking about this. In a series of books, it's not necessary that the last book is all massive, massive wars. Mm. In a TV show, it kind of is. You do need a climax to the whole thing. Yeah. Whereas literature doesn't necessarily need that across books. So, so you're thinking that like, the main big, <coughs> big bad battle is going to happen this season? Potentially, yeah. It's quite a literate 
show. So it feels like they could play with where the, they've always had the penultimate episode of each series. Each season has been the climax. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. But then also the last one is quite esoteric. So maybe this series is a series where it's going to be battles between the humans. And the last series might have to concentrate on the fallout from that and how the survivors from that battle deal with the White Walkers. Or See, that, they'll that, do it the other way around. That would be the most disappointing way to do it, I feel. Well, then, uh, because I feel like Game of Thrones is, has become so, so, so big is because it is something very, very different. Like it's fantasy and all that, the dragons and all this. But it's it's weirdly people love it for the the politics and and kind of things going on there as well. I'm a bit of a lover. I feel like that's this. what Game of Thrones is about. Sure. So if they battle White Walkers at the end, it just feels like it just portrays the entire kind of thing. Sure. So unless unless and no no unless that's a unless that's the joke of the thing. Unless that's the philosophical joke of the whole show, mm. is that for all of humans' nonsense, it's like nature's gonna screw you, or history's gonna <laughs> screw you. That would be for <coughs> everyone dies. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it past them. Like, imagine just the ending is like the last, like it's just Jon Snow and and a dragon fighting a massive wave of White Walkers that have killed everyone else. Yeah. I feel like uh, another thing that brought the uh, show to prominence was kind of like the surprise killing off me, killing off any character at any time. Yeah. Kind of that running joke came yeah. came first with Game of Thrones. I feel like that anything is possible, therefore they might do that. They might actually kill everyone off. One of them might actually get the throne, which is what I'm... I don't, can I say my theory? Yeah. Okay. Um, Khaleesi sits on the throne. Jon Snow walks off into the sunset. Okay. Oh, Tyrion. Tyrion. What's he been doing Tyrion. for three seasons now? Yeah, I know. What's happened to him? Yeah. Where is Tyrion? But my original point was anything can happen. <coughs> and I'm really excited that anything can happen. Yeah. Like just that fact. I don't care what it is. But okay. I love the fact that anything can happen and you, you can't predict the end of it. Yeah, it's true. It's all. true. That is true. Like, Breaking Bad, for all it was an amazing show, the ending was, like, at least at the start of the last season, you knew how it was going to end. Right. You know? Okay. I don't know. There's, there's that, well, just from the corrections and omissions department, um, both Scream and Joss Whedon were cited as being, like, the people who did that that thing of killing off a mate like that's the reason Drew Barrymore mm. is the first person to die in Scream like that was that was the director going anyone who could die in this yeah. but also Joss Whedon in, in Angel there's a famous story there's a character I can't remember it's Whistler no it's not Whistler different character Irish guy who's only in the first nine episodes of Angel mm. and like he, he, Joss Whedon deliberately did it to make the audience fall in love with him and then kill him off to say this is a it's a grown-up show where people are like rep- people. Anyone is in danger all the time, mm. and it did kind of work, you know. Because yeah, I don't feel like that's been around in Game of Thrones actually for like a couple of seasons. It felt like Joffrey, but yeah, but they do have to go mm. out of that lot, like the three Lannisters, and and. Well, they're just going to amp it up and start killing off everyone. Yeah, I think that's what's going to. That has to happen. Yeah, okay. To happen. Yeah, people have to die. There's 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 like, I'm not a betting man. 
but these are long odds anyway. Like that, that there is still a chance though that they unite, maybe yeah. briefly, to battle the White Walkers. I mean that, that got, make, that's the most most logical option. And then after that, she becomes queen, and Jon Snow's like, "Cool, I don't want the throne." And Tyrion is just chilling, yeah, as an advisor or somebody very important. Jeez, that would be probably the most disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that Khaleesi can have the throne at the end. She's been a bit of a psycho. Sansa is being turned against. Sansa's turning into a psycho. Yeah, Arya. What's she got? Bran? What's going on there? The Starks need to get back together again. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, also, we also mentioned Silicon Valley earlier on. Season 4 has been amazing. It's finished now, so you can watch it all. Handmaid's Tale, have you been watching that? No. There's a book. It's based on a book. Margaret Atwood, I'm a massive fan of her. She's an awesome writer. She writes some things in the real world, but that are set in the real world, but... Um, <clears throat> she writes a lot of kind of apocalyptic sci-fi stuff like near like realistic but like children and men style apocalypse mm. like near future Handmaid's Tale is about um, a, a future like where there's an extreme right wing dictatorship in America and very few people are fertile and so women of a lower class are rounded up to be surrogate mothers for <clears throat> like this this dictator or this this group of dictators mm. um, who run the government it's, it's, it's dark and bleak but it's it's really good really compelling um, and surprising and yeah it's good it's good stuff cool I'd also slightly recommend Cure for Wellness have you heard of that? A Cure for Wellness? I've heard of it it's it's, it's out on the Blu-ray and on download and stuff I don't know if it's come to I think it's probably going to come to Netflix quite quickly but um, it's, uh, it's made by Gore Verbinski and they kind of sold it as like from visionary director Gore Verbinski Gore Verbinski has made Mouse Hunt um, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean 1 and 4 I think okay. well funnily enough it, 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 it is, it's as if he's gone okay I'm going to use this film to show that I am a visionary director <laughs> and like so every shot is very painterly and very beautiful every single shot is really well made but it's a bit it's, it's, it's an interesting film it's beautiful to look at and a little bit it's, it's really creepy it's kind of a horror film but it's it's really it's more creepy than scary yeah and it has a Does message it, about not uh, being is that sorry I'm just trying to picture the movie have you seen DOA? yes the doctor in it. Yes. He, he's in Cure for Wellness. Yes. Okay, yeah, I know which movie it is. I saw him on Oxford Circus, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw him walking past. Did you like the OA? I did. Yeah. I actually liked the OA. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I like how ambiguous it was. Yeah. All the, like, well, right I'm, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed to hear they're doing a season two for that. It could be anything, man. It could be a completely different... Like, given the I crazy, hope the crazy hope liberties they took with storytelling. Yeah. Like the fact that the, the opening credit sequence of episode one happened 50 minutes into the show, out yeah. of a 55 minute show. That was, that, it worked so well when it happened. I, I think I, like, gasped out loud. I was like, that's crazy <laughs> that 
I was like, is that just pretentious? Are they just doing it to take the mickey? But actually, no, they did it because everything that had led up before that credit was, was the teaser for the series. It was like, this is the background you need to know. This is roughly what happened. Mm. And then this is what the show's actually about. And it continued to be very surprising in that way right until the end. <laughs> yeah, it's a big ask, though, to buy into the stuff. I, I hope it's a bit like Stranger Things as well. Stranger Things, I was a bit disappointed about the series yeah. too, and that was, you know, because yeah. those stories are really well wrapped up. But hopefully, there'll be more of an anthology thing where, even if it's the same characters, it might just be a completely different story or certain things yeah. going on. I don't know. I still You've got me worried I... now. Oh, no. <laughs> I still think that Stranger Things is anime, the TV show. Just that's what I feel like it's going to turn into. <clears throat> Just because of the relation to Akira and and Elfin lead, it could. It, it, there's a lot of ways it could go. I don't know. I think. I think. I think they'll explore different Stephen King stuff, mm. or, or, or not even Stephen King. Who's the yeah, no, yeah Stephen King, Dean Koontz, those American eighties horror writers. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was like three Stephen King films rolled into one. People say it was Spielberg, but I don't think it was, really. No. Although I can't really think of... Like, Stephen King has all that juicy stuff like Pet Cemetery. Mm. When you bury an animal, it'll come back to life. Surely that's right for a bit of Stranger Things and all that kind of stuff, you know. Pet Cemetery was so popular. I'm sure. I'm surprised nobody's done anything with it. He wrote a lot of stuff about machines coming... There has been a film, of Pet Cemetery. Oh, okay. A, a, a really, really terrible, like, 90s movie. Te- like TV okay. budget kind of thing and they made Pet Sematary 2 as well it was that popular that's not that's no science quality though, <laughs> at all I just really quickly want to mention a couple of comic books because for people who say oh I don't have time to read comics because you know when you get into them when is it going to stop well two awesome comic book series have finished recently mm-hmm. uh, Nailbiter which is a crime thriller it's it's incredible. It was just uh, six volumes long in the end, so it's not it's not a, a terribly long read, but it's 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 really cool. It's a, it's like Stranger Things. It's a homage to eighties horror um, and and sci fi stuff. It's kind of a serial killer vibe, but it's quite supernaturally as well. A very twisty story, just really well done, really well told. Mm-hmm. And Revival, which is kind of a mystery book, a bit like if you if 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 Lost had zombies in it. Kind of thing. It's not zombies at all. I shouldn't have said that. That's really off. <laughs> it's um, it's called revival because there's a day where this kind of circle in the middle of the countryside in America, like three towns wide, there's a day where all the people who die on that day in this area come back to life as revivers and are immortal. And it's about this 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 area trying to work out what the hell's going on. And the plot grows and grows and grows, and it is—it's—it's it's brilliant. It's so so good, and they finished after eight volumes. So Nailbiter and Revival, there is no excuse not to read them. <laughs> okay. And I think that's about it from 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 the kind of. I think the last thing I want to touch on is a um, couple of animes. Well, okay. Not, just just one or two actually. Uh, it's Attack on Titan season two. Okay. Just finished. Right. Um, again. It's it's really it's a really popular show for a reason. Um, I've I've really enjoyed season two. I'm really excited for it to come out. You know, they've also announced a season three as well. Um, 
Well, there's there's loads of. I mean, they're up to like volume thirty six or something of the books. Like, there's a lot of books to base it. Okay, base it. good because there's there's so many unanswered questions still. Right. And this season has answered nothing, and just, just added more questions. It's the it's the danger of TV shows made on like if if a if a if a manga becomes successful or popular, then they immediately start making the anime. But like in One Punch Man, mm. One Punch Man is a volume 12 13 now and it's so sprawling and so messy like one month one punch man is barely in it now yeah or like a, a, a assassination classroom which i talked about before like it was supposed to finish after a year but because it was popular it spread which means these tv shows are kind of trying to like they they face a really difficult question about whether or not they continue to adhere to the books or I, go get, I, didn't, in a different direction. I didn't get through assassination classroom really yeah <laughs> or the anime there's yeah. a, i'm talking about the live action film so should there's I watch a, the live action film and not the other Yes. You, no, specifically there are three live action films and you only need to watch the third one. That's it. That's okay. the, it. The third live action film, it's an hour and a half, it's crazy because it compacts all of Assassination Classroom into an hour and a half. And it's, it's bonkers. It's bonkers. Okay. It's bonkers it. that they made a live action version of it. How did they do that? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But again, they tried it with Attack on Titan as well. They made a live action movie. Really? Uh, and it turned out to be terrible. Oh. Yeah. Kind of sucked. Because it was a lot of bad CGI and they need a lot of CGI for it. Yeah, so, I mean, that's why Assassination class, class, Classroom blows my mind. Um, Attack on Titan? Was it Assassination Classroom? Yeah. The idea of the live action. very good. Yeah, it's live action. It's great. But it's set on Earth. So, like, it is easier. Like, at least it's, they're only rendering a character. Uh, yeah. And he's quite true. a cartoonish character already. That's true. A simple shape. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just a, an acid smiley face with tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just to wrap up on Attack of yeah, yeah. Titan. Uh, yeah, it just, it's, a, it's so surprising. Some really cool story stuff happened, which I won't get into. I don't want to spoil them. But I recommend you watch it. Okay. Um, the okay. second one is uh, more of a shonen anime. It's called uh, My Hero Academia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. They just um, season one was good, like it kept me in it. Um, season two is opening up a little bit more, um, but there was some really good animation this this series, um, spe- specifically towards the end of the se- series, um, where they're in an arena and they're all fighting against each other. Mm. But yeah, the animation was top notch. Stories I feel can grow. Sure, more. sure. Well, they've got. I'm sure, is that based on a, a manga? Or uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I thought I all anime so. was based on manga. Well, maybe. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen an original. I've also actually been watching Dragon Ball Super, which is it's Dragon Ball Z. It's terrible anime, but I've just been watching it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a recommendation. It's not a recommendation. A don't watch it. <laughs> why Dra- is it why Dragon is it? Ball is so, so beloved by. Mm. Everyone, it seems. Mm. But now that I'm an adult, it's terrible. It's so bad. Mm. I do feel like it's aimed for a younger audience anyway. So. Oh, really? Well, that Pope. It's older. It skews older than Pokemon, doesn't it? Yeah. The, the, the anime. Yeah. I think I think we've pretty much rinsed culture. Yeah. And culture got what it deserved. I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. It's time to leave the boss mode. Shutting down. Do, do, do. <laughs> See you next time See for ya. a very special 
best of episode. Yeah. That's coming up. Hot stuff. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.